0: One, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. This week we're touching on
1: the business side of vlogging at the behind the scenes of contracts, briefs, key messages, and creative control, the brand deals that we wouldn't do again, and what the hell are affiliate links? Oh, there's there's so much to talk about and it's all coming up.
0: This is kind of part two of like the part one that we did a while back, right? Yeah, we
1: scratched the surface there. This time yeah.
0: we're digging in. <laughs> let's do it lily how you feeling i'm good how are you
1: i'm good i'm terribly distracted because the flint wall man is outside the window of where i currently am and he keeps stepping back from the flint wall to like look at it and then he he's got a vision and then he goes in and he like does a little bit so every now and again there's a man standing in my window and I'm like whoa <laughs> I know I keep seeing you look up I'm like yeah. is it a bird what is it <laughs> there is no birds it's just a man standing in the- <laughs> amazing love that but aside from that I'm good we've been able to sit outside this week in the freezing cold I have worn my thermals for some social occasions
0: <laughs> yeah I love how literally the minute we're allowed to do things like sit outside with friends the weather turns to bloody snow it was snowing here this morning as well. It, only it's in the ridiculous. air.
1: But it, currently when we're filming this, it's the first day that we could sit and do outdoor dining somewhere. And it's actually <laughs>
0: snowing. Complete sun floor. I saw someone say like, I've got a booking every night this week outdoors is freezing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I literally, I wore my Ugg boots the other day. I wore my Ugg boots. Like now I've got it down. You have to do two pairs of trousers. Yeah. You have to do like a leggings with the jeans over the top, like a thermal oh and something over the top. Then you, you have to do thermals like high neck if possible. Gloves, absolutely. Oh, so Scarf, I just put
0: all of yes. this away. I don't have any of the. All my thermals are in storage now. I saw that from your video and someone was like, Lily, like it's still cold. <laughs> it was hot when I filmed that video. I swear we had like three days of spring. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to doing now that restrictions have lifted a bit? Well, we did buy a barbecue. and there was a test that happened with the
1: barbecue and I'm not gonna lie it all went wrong it all went wrong it's classic Mark loves to buy things and then he loves to use them once and then it all goes wrong and it's all bit stressful (laughs) and so now like the barbecue is a little bit stressful I'm like we're gonna I've never heard this side of Mark
0: he normally does the research and buys like the best one and then knows exactly what to do it it didn't it no why what could possibly go wrong the coals didn't get hot enough Uh, we ended up having to cook chicken just
1: inside we found a really nice marinade which was good um but yeah we're kind of we're we're testing it out we still haven't got our garden furniture because garden furniture takes about like five months to arrive (laughs) um so (laughs) so plants are kind of temporarily on hold um but i'm here for
0: all the thermal wearing what about you i'm i'm so here for gas barbecues. I know it's not the same, <laughs> but they're so easy. <laughs> we love a gas barbecue over here. I am very excited. This afternoon, I'm getting my eyebrows threaded. I'm about so time. Jealous. They're literally like growing down my face. And then Thursday, I'm getting my hair cut, and that's about it. I haven't booked any restaurants or anything yet. I'm taking it slow, but those two are essentials. Oh my god, I am
1: so jealous. I don't think I'm going to get my brows done until Saturday. And then my hairdresser has moved. Oh, She's moved to a whole new salon and I need to like get in touch. And, and I'm sure she'll be
0: like, yeah, I can see you in August. Like
1: everywhere is so booked up.
0: Yeah. But this is yeah. great. And you know what? Beauty is back and we're very excited. We are very excited. Um, should we go through our top five of this week or anything you've got to share? I have one thing to share and one okay. thing only. And it's 100% yum. Super so prepare Ooh, yourself. haven't had one of those for a while. Is it your chicken
1: marinade? It's not my chicken marinade. But if you put in like, if you Google barbecue chicken marinade, or like a chicken marinade for barbecues, it was just the first one that came up and it was really, really nice. Um, Mark Mark made sourdough hot cross buns. Wow. Did they take three days to make? Yes. But were they incredible? And also I kept saying, I was like, cool, so when do you cook them? And he was like, it's going to be about 10 p.m. on Sunday night. I was like, that's not healthy. <laughs> i want my hot cross bun <laughs> so it was 10 p.m yesterday night that we finally got to eat them and they came out of the oven but i have to say they were so good i was really impressed it's a food 52 recipe i will link it in the show notes for you and i know we're like a we're like a week and a half late with all of this like easter <laughs> is done but i haven't had any hot cross
0: buns oh we love like the m&s hot cross buns oh,
1: i love the house. hot cross bun yeah but yeah my mom buys like a pack every day, like when we <laughs> them at home. Um, but they were really, really tasty and well worth the three days. And he's so proud of them. Like he's going to give them to the Flintwall guys. It's my granddad's birthday today. Happy birthday, granddad! Happy he is birthday, eighty-one. Um, we're going to take and drop some around for him. So like he's being a hot cross delivery man today. But they were very, Cute. very
0: tasty. What about you? I've got a Top of the Box. Um, I wouldn't say it's like my best recommendation ever, but there always seems to be something new to watch at the moment, which I'm loving. Um, and the newest thing that we've started, well, actually we've started two. Ooh. We started the, the oh, what's it called? The Flight Attendant. You know, like everyone did a job yes. for it. Yes, yes, but it's kind of supposed
1: to be amazing.
0: It's really good. It's really gripping. But actually that wasn't the one I was going to talk about, but that is, that is worth watching as well. Um, I've also started Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, which is just... I've Easy heard of and fun yeah it's it's a ginny is 15 georgia's 30 and it's her mom so she had her when she was like 15 um and they're just like constantly moving and it's all about their like relationship and i don't know i like the way it's like filmed and it's very like a bit of an insight into the gen z which i like <laughs> um and it covers lots of good topics it's just fun it's a fun watch it sounds, I mean, I'm, this is terrible and I'm admitting
1: something that I haven't watched that I know people will be angry about, but it sounds very Gilmore Girls. Not that like
0: I've watched Gilmore Girls. Uh, so I haven't watched the whole thing. I've watched some Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls, this was a bit like soft for me. This is a bit more like <laughs> snappy and like sharp and like a bit more like sex education. Do you ever, did you ever watch that? Lily, no. Oh, that was good. It. I can't explain it. It's a bit more like fast paced and like not, not soppy. Not sunny. The yeah. bold type. It's a bit like the bold type, but for like younger generation
1: which by the way people on the facebook group really really loved there was yeah, a whole thread good. about the
0: old type of people who'd yeah. watched it and been like
1: it's really good and i need
0: to talk about it so. yeah i finished it and now i'm like oh i want more oh. um so yeah i'm enjoying watching that at the moment oh okay the flight what is the flight attendant on because i do want to actually watch that the flight attendants on now tv i swear i have i have every <laughs> form of tv i have amazon <laughs> netflix now it's ridiculous um yeah that is good that's more like shocking thriller yeah. Yeah. She is so annoying, the main character. You just want to like, oh, she drives you mad. You know, when someone's really frustrating and does all the wrong things. <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> but it's still <laughs> worth a watch. Yes. I also have a watch like Share Repeat. Ooh. I feel like I need to like play it. Is okay. That oh, okay. I can't yeah. remember who shared it, um, but it's a by a guy called James B. Partridge. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> so it's like a meme and it says some absolute bangers here. And he's basically going through. Did you ever do hymns in like school oh, assembly? Have you seen, seen it? it. Yes, oh my I've God. Me it. and my friends, yeah. like S.J. Keisha, all we ever do is reminisce about school assemblies because we were the kids who like proper sang the hymns, <laughs> like. I loved singing the hymns, and these are just such good. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is my top 10 primary school assembly bangers. I never, there? When this is the best one. Got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. so <laughs> Oh, this is the best one. No one must forget. <laughs> forget <laughs> <once and> Wherever <laughs> you may go, I <laughs> am the lord <laughs> of the Dance city. He... <laughs> oh, yeah. Tune. I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And then this is number one, and I don't know this one. It's the only one I don't know. No, sorry. He ruined it with number one, because I don't know that one. But all the others, absolute bangers. Give me all in my lamp, (laughs) give me, keep me burning. That
1: is a banger. But I have to say, I would have been so upset if, um, well, the line,
0: the verse that I really remember
1: is, I was cold, I was naked, naked. were you there, were you
0: there? Also, did you have the one about the the pen to the paper? (laughs) The page is white, no, the ink is black. The page is white, together we learn to read and write, to read and write. Do, 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 do. I,
1: <laughs> I feel like this is going to be very regional. Uh, I feel like this is going to be very like UK uh, primary school, and the Americans listening to this, or anyone else in the world, is going to be like, uh, I've "Got
0: no idea what you Makes me laugh. So we had a girl called Emily in my school who used to like on the autumn she won, the one that goes "No, I mustn't forget." And she's like really sing it, like Britney version, <laughs> and it just always made us laugh. I See, love it. I want to go back to primary school. We love
1: singing "The Cold and Naked," and then everyone would shout "Naked." you'd be like I was cold I was naked naked. (laughs) I think we did that too and like the teachers would be like pulling their hair out like oh my god these
0: kids did you also have it where if you were like in year six you got to sit on the benches at the back but everyone else had to sit on the floor on the mats yeah so when you got to year six you were like yes only one class it could only fit one class on so it
1: rotated between the three And you just felt so cool when you you were sat on the benches. If you were sat on the benches, you were, yeah. You were like, look (laughs) at all of you sitting cross legged on the floor. Look at me on my bench. I worked four years to get here. Four (laughs)
0: years. (laughs) Primary school is hilarious.
1: I've got so many primary school friend teachers and like the stories that they have. Like, primary school is just super cute.
0: It is, is it still cute. the same the story, still the same things that, like we used to do yeah
1: and the, but the kids are really sweet like the kids oh. say really sweet things and they're like really obsessed with their
0: teachers and want to know everything about them yeah it's we cool. went to my year four we went to her, her wedding oh my when we were in school <laughs> she invited the whole class That's like so how amazing cute. is that God,
1: i would have loved know. that i, loved I it. know right we could talk about primary school bangers forever but let's let's go to part two Okay, have Lily and I just sung more primary school songs to each other? Yes, but that will be cut out because you don't need more of us singing. And we're going to get started with the business of blogging. Like we're doing serious. Like last week we were debating Lily's ciabatta oni sandwich (laughs) shop business venture. but This time we're talking actually the business of
0: blogging, which is what we do. And we've both done this for many, many years now, like over 10 years yeah, I feel like we need a disclaimer to say that we are in quite a unique position, I think, where we started this t- 10 years ago. It must be very different starting now. Yeah. I think because we started then, we have quite a different attitude to most people in the industry. And um, I, I don't know, I feel like we need that sort of disclaimer. Yeah, just a disclaimer that this is like
1: our experience. It's not going to yeah. be everyone's experience. Um, but yeah, we have, we've been, we're like, we're grandmas in yeah. the, in the blogging world. We actually are. <laughs> like-
0: Every time someone said like, like we said, we blogged, did blogging. People are like, what's blogging? And then yeah. two years later, no one knew what vlogging was. And like, yeah, we really went through it when no one knew what it, what it, any of it was.
1: Exactly. But we've kind of broken it down. We've taken your questions from the Facebook page and broken it down to a couple of categories. And we're going to get started with Instagram, which I feel is kind of a hotbed for blogging,
0: influencing, like whatever we're going to call it. We don't like calling it influencing, but content creation, shall we say. Yeah, it. YouTube used to be like the main hub. I used to say like YouTube is the main hub and then all the social media, the little arms off it where you promote the YouTube and now it's totally changed. Instagram is definitely a main hub. Yeah, and it also think.
1: it's a very easy place for people to start in a way. You don't have to code a website and like find a banner for your YouTube channel
0: and like think of thumbnails like and edit on computers you can edit everything on your phone and upload to Instagram and now you can monetize IGTV I think a lot of people are going to stop doing YouTube like Instagram is where it's at which is which is really interesting so I think for a lot of
1: us that is now like one of the bigger hubs if not the biggest hub of what we do and so Abby had asked how do you feel about Instagram removing how many likes other people like have on their photos I don't really know about this explain so it's happening um, more in like American and Canadian territories where if I was to scroll down my Instagram feed it would just say Lily Fleur and many others liked this Instagram um. so I couldn't see that 10,000 people have liked your Instagram post. It would just say... 10,000,
0: that's a good day. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, good day. I'm like, oh, 10,000 is a good day for both of us. But um, yeah. What do I think about that? I think the thing with Instagram is that it's not one audience, one type of creator, one sort of uploader thing. And I think for just normal people who use Instagram for fun. I think for kids, for teenagers, I think that is a really positive move in terms mm. of like, it must be so complicated being a teenager now with things like Instagram. And I can imagine how many likes you get becomes kind of too important from, compared to what it should be. Yeah. So I think for that, it's it it's a really positive thing. But I think for us, when it's your work and your business, uh, it feels a bit of a shame really. Like it's taking um, away an analytical, oh, you, you will still be able to see how many people like your post. Yes. But I think, I think more people are likely to like a photo when they see how many likes there is. And actually that's a fact because when you post a video on Instagram, it doesn't show the likes. And I always get less likes on a video than I do on a photo. And I think it's just human nature to like, see like a photo has 10,000 likes. And so you like it and I just think it's another way to engage. I don't obsess over analytics and how many likes, but it motivates me when I know something's done better than something else. I like to, it's almost like feedback. and
1: We need we kind of need know. that to like direct
0: yeah. our
1: strategy. Well, not strategies, but yeah, like direct what we put up. So I think, yeah. I guess if we're still seeing it, we've still got that information. But from what I have heard from Canadian um, content creators, American content creators, it has ultimately
0: affected their engagement. Um, yeah I'm sure and brands can't see no and brands don't ask for analytics I don't know why maybe they think people are gonna lie I like often say just ask me and I'll give you screenshots but people that so they they can't see I don't know yeah it's kind
1: of it's like a bigger issue isn't it there's like there's good there's bad yeah for people who use this as their business as their income it feels like a bit of a step backwards but then for teenagers and others on the platform who aren't using it in that way it feels like a positive step so yeah that's a really tricky one
0: yeah it is interesting it will be interesting to see if they roll out here and how it changes things and
1: i think this would be a good one to discuss on the facebook page like if anyone has any thoughts on this i would i would love to know
0: yeah um becky asked so i have my own instagram account for work and sometimes we get briefed by the social team on a campaign and then we deliver the content In the beginning, I found it so hard to not compare the content that I'd created to content that others who are more experienced and have more followers than me have created. I'm getting better at it, it, but do you have any tips that help with not comparing yourself to other content creators, especially if you've been asked to do the same job?
1: Yeah, I also like follow on question, like how do you make it stand out from others if you're all doing the same job? So this is kind of like a two-prong question. I... The comparison to others thing I find interesting and I feel like over the years you of course you're going to look sideways and be like oh god I, I thought I did a really good job with that now I've seen now I've seen that I'm not so happy with like what I've done but also I think look back at what you've done like look back at how far you've come and the work that you were creating like two three years ago I bet you've come on leaps and bounds like almost use yourself for inspiration not inspiration but you know what I mean like use yourself to be like look at where I've come like I'm so much I've learned so much in the
0: last however many years yeah absolutely I think it's really hard not to compare I definitely do it as someone who kind of still works on my own I find myself comparing myself to people who have teams around them and I'm like how can I compare how can I possibly compete I haven't got what's available i'm sitting there with my tripod trying to do things on timers it's, you can't compare so i think what yeah. helps me is focusing actually everyone's first of all you shouldn't be competing because you're not you've just said it yourself the brand are working with multiple people That's because you all have something different to offer they don't want yeah. to work with all the same people and you have different things to offer your audience so focus on why you think your audience like your content like for me maybe it's not that I've got crazy, amazing quality photography, like maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, I don't know, using me as a bad example, but try and focus on what it is about you that you think people like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't always compare. 100%. You're so right.
1: Everyone brings a different flavor or a different angle. And yeah, it's hard to be like, well, I don't have that lighting or I don't have flash on my camera and I don't have that really nice camera. So I can never make it like that but then so often I I go to people's accounts and it's all shot on an iPhone or it's all shot on a camera that I've already got just like my vlogging camera or something you're so right everyone has their own different unique stamp to add to things and
0: that's what you have to remember in those moments. The minute I stopped trying to use fancy equipment fancy lighting and trying to compete with these professional photographers and the minute I realized actually my personality shining through on the content is much more important than the quality of the content everything changed and that's when I realized like my audience don't actually care about that yeah do you know what I mean they actually care about this instead and that also answers like how do you make it stand out from others
1: if everyone's given the same brief it's like because you're you like you're you and you're different and everyone is oh my gosh we've done so many campaigns over the years where there's been I remember doing a distillery campaign. that had about twenty-five, thirty odd people doing it, and every every single person was so different. Like, and we all ultimately had the same product to promote, but everyone yeah. did their own thing. Like, yeah, and that's really cool. But you, you're right, Lily. You have to you have to focus on what you're bringing to the table and kind of have confidence in that. Yeah. Pauline asked, as you mentioned the Instagram algorithm in your post, I did when I put the little, um, the question up on Facebook, how do you cope with that algorithm? What are your thoughts on it? Anything that you find that enhances the views slash clicks slash likes on the post, or is there no solution?
0: I'm terrible. I don't know if it's just because I have less time now that I work part-time, or just because we've been doing this for so long that in terms of like mental health, I kind of just stop myself from obsessing over things like this. Like, yeah, okay, I'll probably post in the evening because it might get more likes and more engagement but other than that i don't delve into analytics and i don't think about the algorithm i often see people sharing like oh this post didn't get as much reach because instagram are hiding it i'm like i never check reach i just think like there's 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 only so much that you can control and an algorithm is an algorithm and it is what it is But the best i can do is make my posts likeable I can make them engaging. You know, maybe I'll ask a question and the caption and encourage people to comment and it'll make it more engaging to start a conversation. And I've realized little things. If I'm in the photo, a photo is more engaging than yeah. if I'm not. And that's just like, again, human nature. If you see someone's eyes looking at you, it's more engaging. Little things like that, but I just don't obsess over reach and views and likes and things like that. You
1: kind of can't. I, I follow some accounts that are like, right, so here's what you've got to do. You've got to add keywords and then you add and then you make sure that you're on Instagram for two hours before you post the video and you're responding to stuff and blah blah and it but maybe that's not like the Instagram these companies keep their algorithms very close to their chests. you know what I mean I yeah. always see things like
0: that and I'm not sure if I like 100% believe it do the best that you can do create the best content you can do make it engaging like you know, when you've posted something, and you're like, mm, that's not going to get many likes, but it's fine. Not every photo has to do amazingly well. I'm not going to like delete it later or something like that. I think with Instagram launches a new feature, give it a go because they're more likely to like push that, you know, and it yeah. goes on the home feed. But other than that, I try not I try not to obsess too much. And I think that's I think that's why I said the disclaimer at the beginning. I think we're in a very lucky position that we don't really have to. And I'm sure if you're starting out, you do have to think more about hashtags and yeah. things like that. We, we never use hashtags. Um, so that's fair, I get that. But um, I think we could both be doing a lot more to grow. Yes. I think we choose <laughs> not to because we want to enjoy our jobs. Yeah, and and also I think
1: you have to be okay with the peaks and troughs, right? Like you, you have to be okay with, sometimes your content is going down really well and you're riding the wave like something has happened in your life and people are interested and it's like oh good good, yeah woo like want to see more 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 and then other times you don't like other times it's it's not that like I think a lot of what we do is not this like huge dramatic increase in reach and followers and engagement like it's slow it's steady it's every day there's good days there's bad days like Like, I think you just have to kind of make peace with that, that it's not this upwards trajectory all the time, constantly, especially with things to do with the algorithm. So, yeah, be okay with being on a bit of a roller coaster. There's good days, there's bad days, you know. Mm -hmm. Moving on to kind of feeling, (laughs) I've titled this section, feeling guilty. (laughs) There was quite a few questions actually on the Facebook group about this, about this one comes from Peniel, who asked about... Doing hauls, receiving PR products, traveling, getting paid for making ads to make your audience buy more. What do you think about the consumerism side of your job, considering the environment, etc.? I think what is important for me when it comes to our job is to offer more than just like, oh my god, I love this t-shirt. <laughs> it's like of course oh my god I love this t-shirt and it's so good is that I actually have got a new t-shirt from Marquette and it's really lovely and you want to (laughs) spread the word because you're like oh it's so soft and it's such a nice fit and it's oversized oh I love it but also not always having a swipe up to buy something like maybe it's that it's my goodreads and this is the book that I'm reading or, or like here's a recipe that I'm really enjoying like Oh, this is a recipe from my grandma. Like Mark's really into gardening. Like here's the potatoes
0: that he is <laughs>
1: chitting at the moment. Having a good
0: balance, having a good balance of lifestyle content, and and if you happen to be wearing something that you, and then you know swipe up to that rather than being like here's my shopping edits. Every day. Yeah,
1: I, I think there's I think there's a balance to it. Like ultimately, yes, we earn money from affiliate links. Like that is part of our income, and and yes, when we do jobs, not always. Sometimes there's and a different message behind it, but some, I guess most of the time it is to ultimately direct your readers, your viewers to buy something. But it's so important that there's more than that. It's it's so important that there is, I mean, this is a podcast where it's just me and you just like chatting. Do you know what I mean? It's creating editorial content that isn't necessarily always hammering home buy 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 more 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 I think that's really important to me
0: absolutely and also it's really important to say that neither of us ever neither neither sorry I just never know (laughs) do you say neither or neither I think I say neither neither of us ever do jobs I don't even think they really exist anymore but they used to at the beginning where it's like you the audience have to buy otherwise like we don't get paid or like commission yeah like I would never accept a job where the pressure is on the audience yes to, to buy Do you know what I mean yeah. it's like here's the link I'm still going to get paid for the job whether or not you buy you know this is there's no pressure it's just sharing information yeah um I think that's that's really important to me and I think also and what I thought you were going to say and also
1: that like links into that really well is it's like we are we're so lucky to be at this point but we genu if we are working with a brand it's because we genuinely love that brand and we we are like, we spend our own money on this. Like, and quite often we do. Like I've worked with Kiehl's loads over the years and I've bought about 15 of that bloody cleanser that I love. Like we put our money where our mouth is as well. And I think that's so important. So yeah, like Lily said, we're not ever promoting something where you guys have to buy it because then that puts like the stress onto you. And also yeah. we're, we're talking about it because we're like, we like it and we would we buy this with our own money. So I think
0: it's having that like well-rounded approach to it all. I just never wanna feel in a position where I'm using my audience. Like the yeah. audience for me always comes as like the top priority. Um, yeah. And I think we're really lucky actually. I think there's maybe a question further down. So I'll wait to talk about it, but how we we almost have the control with the brands to say no to things. Yeah. Whereas this industry, like other industries of advertising have never had that before. Um, I've always felt uncomfortable like doing things like giveaways. Um, and I've often had people message, why don't you ever do giveaways? It's like, because to you guys, it may seem like we're doing it. Giveaways are for the audience, but the, the re- reality is one person's gonna win something yeah. and you're gonna gain thousands of followers in exchange. Like yeah. it's often, you know, like follow me to do. And I just, I don't wanna use people. It, that's always sat really uncomfortably with me. Yeah, you're, you're, oh my God. Yeah, you're so right. It's
1: It's things that we do like, my newsletter, I have to pay quite a lot of money to put that (laughs) newsletter out to all the the people who read it. And yeah, there's four affiliate links at the bottom, but the rest of it is hopefully helpful tips for people and like articles that we've, we found online that we like, like there's all these additional things that people do. And like, I would rather gain readers through that. They're genuine, genuine readers who like like the content that I'm putting out rather than they thought they were going to win something yeah. and then they didn't and they're actually not very engaged and then they'll probably leave
0: yeah exactly 100 i i understand why our industry often gets there's often confusion and fear around it but i i think the positive impact that blogging has had on like the traditional advertising industry i think is an amazing thing and i'm really proud of the industry like as someone who used to work in traditional advertising and seeing how tv ads are made I just think the amount of extra information we get to add and personality and honesty and integrity, I think as a consumer as well, like, I just think is such a good, positive thing for the consumer.
1: And I think it's really had a knock on effect. like think back in the day and well, I'm thinking like mascara ads where literally every yep. single eyelash was like airbrushed on yeah and now they have to put that they have to say if yeah. the lashes have been digitally altered yeah there's also very strict rules in the UK about or they're bringing in very strict rules I think about like filters when like yeah. we're, if we're promoting skincare we're promoting whatever and mascara like you know we we do that with our faces
0: Bridget, it's good, that they're now, yeah, it's good that they're now bringing those rules over to our side. But it's funny because now the social media, you know, we can't use filters when we do ads. Good, we never would anyway. But yeah. God, filters, you know, in inverted commas, have been used in traditional advertising for years. Like you're saying, fake eyelashes. Yeah. Like I, I always mention this, but I did a fruit advert where they painted the fruit to make it look more shiny. And like, yeah, yeah it's crazy. I mean, the fact that we can do a skincare job on a day where we've got spotty skin and the brand couldn't say like, no, I don't approve of this. They just can't. No, I think it's amazing. I think it's a really positive thing. Should we quickly touch on um, PR receiving PR? Because um, I think things have changed a bit there as well. I think, I think the audience have been quite shocked over the years by the amount of, I guess, free products, let's call them, um, that bloggers have received because, in other industries like journalism, they've never shown that before.
1: No, 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 and they would have
0: beauty cupboards like
1: full cupboards full of the stuff. I think with, I think like Lily's the same as well. Like I don't really ask <laughs> for this stuff. It literally oh, I, just
0: I never I arrives and I'm,
1: It even something arrived the other day. And I was like, how have they got my address? Like I've got no idea yeah. how this is like arrived here. Ah. But also, uh, none of mine goes to waste. I've, I've said this many times before, it's taken to like the majority of it. Of course, it's actually, it's quite handy occasionally, like the Vive I ones rocked up. And I was like, oh my God, I was literally about to buy these. Like, thank you. This is great. It obviously gives us the opportunity to try products that we would buy anyway. Like, wow, what a perk of the job. But then I'd say 90% of it, I end up donating and I donate to charity and we make loads of money for local charities with it. Yeah. And I know it these- does the same.
0: Yeah, and these days we say like, please email us before sending yeah. something. They used, to, they used to just send send stuff. And I think also if you don't really understand how PR works, you think, oh, but you're getting all these free products. Like, And don't get me wrong, I'm so, so grateful. Um, obviously the novelty wears off after the years. Um, I'm so, so grateful, but I would buy something if I wanted it anyway. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, they have a certain amount of products that they have to send out. to people it's part it's just part of how the industry works they send it to journalists all kinds of people um and that's how they do their marketing that's how they get people to talk about it so it's just it's just one of those things that just exists i totally totally get it um
1: yeah hopefully we answered that question There, there was a lot to say like i feel like me and lily could probably just do yeah, I have,
0: yeah, I have so that. much more to say about the PR thing and <laughs> I like can't really get my words out. I think I know what I mean in my head, but anyway, if you want to chat about it more in the Facebook group, we could so do that. We could so do that.
1: The next section was the section that the majority of people asked about, and it was about paid work that we do. So when you see us put something up that says paid partnership with, or we say this video is sponsored by, or we put the put at hashtag ad or ad in an Instagram story or in an Instagram captions. This is like paid work that we do where we collaborate with brands. And there were so (laughs) many questions. And there's like, again, this is a whole episode within itself. But May asked, which makes you more money these days? Instagram, blog, or YouTube? Which channel do brands prefer? And do you try to limit ads to a certain amount each week slash month so you don't seem too pushy? Your job, so no judgment. As a viewer, it can seem very quiet and
0: lots at once, and interested to know how much say that you have. Oh my god, so much in that one question. I know. So interesting, though. I know it's so interesting. Okay, break I it think, down. I think, I think, dep- I think, how much you charge depends on so many different things, including what budget the brands have. But for me, I don't know about you. It's a mix of the reach that that platform has, yeah, combined with the time and effort. So for example, like a YouTube video yes. takes a lot longer to film and yes. edit and upload. So it's like a mix of like the value of your time versus like the audience is going to reach.
1: Yeah. So people were asking like, do we get paid a flat rate or is it based on likes or views? Like when it comes to a job, we do get paid a flat rate. It's never based on likes or views, but how yeah Lily's describing like how do we know what to charge (laughs) which a lot of people also asked about and that must be super hard for people starting out but that is very much a a number of factors it's based on the fact that we've done this for so many years it's based on our audience engagement it's based on previous work we've done and sort of our profile almost of like work that we've done before our portfolios like the quality of work that we create, it's
0: its so many factors like all rolled into one. Discussing with other content creators, you know, what they've been paid for other jobs and things like that as well, I think helped us at the beginning. Definitely. Um, what makes us more money these days? Instagram, blog or YouTube? I don't blog anymore. Um, and that's not because... So the blog at the beginning, you would have ads on the screen. What were they called? Display, Display ads. ads. And every time someone even visited your blog you would get paid. Yeah. And then it started being like people had to click on the ads for you to get paid. Um I I, it got to the point where I couldn't do everything and that had to give. And it wasn't necessarily just because it earned me the less month the least amount of money. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying it as much as well. But also like, yeah, I definitely did have to think about like this platform doesn't earn me money. So is it where it's best to spend all my time? So I didn't blog anymore. Um YouTube and Instagram, I mean I don't even I think I think I do more jobs on Instagram yes I mean I definitely do more jobs on Instagram yes because I enjoy it more yeah I, prefer it. I,
1: I think I'm the, I mean I'm the same as Lily I, I do still blog but my blog doesn't really earn me um, that much like advertising money with brands like Lily said display advertising is no longer a thing basically all the brands that offered that in the UK were bust many many years yeah. ago so that's like no longer an option um, I'd say the same as Lily Instagram and YouTube I probably do more ads on instagram but they tend to be sort of smaller jobs or like part of bigger jobs that also involve a youtube video as well so i'd say my earnings are probably
0: it would be one of those two the difference between youtube and instagram is on youtube you can have ads for your video that just earn you money without you you just upload you know you just have ads that people watch um so that's the difference, that you can't monetize Instagram that way yet. Well, you can do IGTV, IGTV that's recent. Really that's sick. new.
1: Which channel do brands prefer? And I think this is a really interesting question because I think quite often it's based on like what the job is. Like quite often something will come through and I'll just be like, oh, that's a, U- that's a YouTube video. Like, I don't know, do you feel the mm-hmm. same? Like sometimes you're like, oh, that's a YouTube video. And other times you're like, oh, I feel like that works best on, better on Instagram.
0: Oh yeah, I think brands prefer Instagram. Um, And I think that's because it's instant and it's like easier to see. Like, I don't know about you, but if I mention a brand in a YouTube video, I pretty much know that they're not going to see that. Yeah. Whereas if I mention something on Instagram, I know that brand's going to see that. So yeah, I definitely think there's a massive preference towards Instagram. There's also quite a lot of analytics that you can provide on Instagram as well
1: in terms of swipe ups and like all that, like the actual engagement with that piece of content. Whereas a YouTube video is a 30 minute video the brand section is
0: maybe five minutes of that
1: and mm-hmm. that's perhaps
0: a little bit more difficult to gauge but it doesn't last as long especially stories that disappear so I do think there's something in a YouTube video that's kind of there permanently on your channel yeah. but we used to we used to have the difference between a, um, a fully I can't remember what we used to call it we have an integrated YouTube video and a what, what was the opposite of integrated oh like gosh, a what? fully sponsored in- YouTube a video Not integrated so <laughs> yeah the difference dedicated, would be like dedicated, dedicated. Yeah. so the difference would be like say I did like a Revlon job the whole video I couldn't mention anything else no other beauty products nothing apart from Revlon and I would do like a makeup tutorial that would be a dedicated video that would be more expensive than integrated which would be like a vlog yeah and then I'd have like a five minute section where to work Revlon I don't know about you for me dedicated doesn't exist anymore because I could never upload a video where I talk about one thing my audience would Hate it, I always decline dedicated videos,, yeah. it's just boring. It's not interesting for my audience, yes, yeah, so there's definitely a tricky element of like obviously, we can't mention competitors. But what other things can we mention in the vlog? If I yeah. talk about my lunch, that's not gonna affect the makeup section of the video. So yeah, integrated is the way forward for me. It's much more enjoyable for the audience to watch.
1: Yeah, I'd kind of, oh my god, I'd forgotten that was that was almost a thing. And also that just that really reflects the change in content that we both of us now upload onto YouTube. It feels a lot yeah. more like free and easy. We upload once a week instead of like two, three videos a week, where maybe we would do these more like dedicated brandy yeah. videos. Um, in terms of timing, so do we try to limit ads to a certain amount each week slash month so you don't seem too pushy? I love, love the like, maze. As a viewer, it can seem kind of quiet and then they all come a, a, around at once. Oh, it is, so it annoying. is a bit like you wait for a bus and then four buses come at the same time. And obviously we're in a position, like are we're viewers as well of each other's yeah. content, of other content creators' content. So we don't want to be bombarding every day. Like you have to have editorial mixed with your advertorial but it can just sometimes be that you're waiting for a bus and they all come at the same time.
0: And also it's not even just that like say you've got no jobs for ages and then they all come like for me now I work part-time I've only got limited days that I can upload stuff on because I also can't upload while I'm with grey and so it's hard to spread it all out and obviously a marketing campaign is a campaign like We have a lot of control, but at the end of the day, we're part of a much greater campaign that includes TV ads, billboard ads, magazine advertising. We can't move around a whole campaign. So if they know on the 14th of April, this needs to go live, you know, sometime, and I'll have a job on the 13th of April. It's just going to be one of those weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And especially you'll notice it more in November and December
1: when there's a lot of Christmas stuff. And obviously there's a lot of ad spending in general across like every type, different type of advertising so you'll notice that more um but yeah it's probably out of the things that we do have control over i'd say that's one of the aspects that quite often we don't or there's a bit of wiggle room but the wiggle room
0: is like four days or a week yeah or it's not a huge amount of wiggle room well so we can't hugely affect the brand strategy if the brand strategy is that they want 20 people to post on the same day I will say to my managers, like, I think you should let them know that it's like, it's really a bit icky. And like the audience don't love it when they're just bombarded by 20. I can recommend that, but I can't change their whole strategy if that's what they want. Like, and I say, well, you might get a few hate comments underneath because they would have seen 20 other ads that day. Like, let's try spread it out a bit. You can only recommend, you know? Exactly. Ali asked
1: the lowest price that you've ever been paid for a job that you look back now and you'd be like, oh, honey, no.
0: I love the wording of this question. Oh, honey, no. Oh, honey, I don't really no. look back and think like, oh, honey, no, because every experience has led to where I am now. And I don't regret, you know, those learnings. But I definitely am more aware now of 20% that goes to my managers and 20% that goes on tax. And yeah. I think now, like, what am I actually getting? I used to look at the number and think, oh, I'm going to get all of that. And now yeah. like, actually, I don't get all of that once you know, commission and tax and VAT, VAT. And whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think I'm just a bit more realistic now on like, what am I getting out of this? And is this worth my time? What else do I have to do this week? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah, and can
1: I provide? Like, can I deliver this? Like, can yeah. I deliver the quality that this needs in the timeframe given Given everything else that I have on? Absolutely. I will say that I'm sure Lily's the same. Like back, back in the day, back in the day, I took two figure jobs, like- back in the day and of course yeah. i'd be like oh honey no but lily's yeah. right that got that got us to where we we are today so it's kind of yeah. part of the whole process um this was something that you touched on earlier who has creative control the brand
0: or us so this is what i think is amazing about what we do and unlike any other part of the advertising industry a brand will come to us with what their campaign is and some key messages so for example, please mention that the jumper is 100% cotton. Please mention it's available in these sizes. Yeah. And please mention that it's there's a discount code. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And other than that, we can say pretty much whatever we want. Sometimes yeah. there's a section of like, do not mention competitors, do not mention whatever. But we have such creative control. And I think it's amazing where we've got to this industry. Brands were so nervous at the beginning about just letting us say whatever we want. It's unheard of guys, unheard of <laughs> like ever before. And I just think it's, amazing that we can just say oh my god I love wearing it with jeans I like wearing it in my house I like wearing it out like oh it's a bit stretchy yeah. look how well it washes like whew, they're just letting us go wild and say whatever we want they're paying us to talk about their product and we can say what pretty much whatever we want like which which means that we
1: can be honest and we can you yes. can say like actually this looks really nice with jeans or actually like size
0: up size up or size yeah. up like you, you you get to give these pieces of information that are actually helpful to the viewer. Yeah you wouldn't see in a magazine ad or maybe a bit more now in editorial, but on TV ad or anything like that. You just get, it's made out of this, it's this much and you can get it here. Yeah, and and Lily's right. We're Again, we're, we're just so lucky to be in this position.
1: But at, for example, um, we're both working with like one of our favorite skincare brands. And I was able to be like, I really want to write a blog post on this. I want to write a blog post that I can direct people and link to and I can tell them how to use it, tell them how I use it, like, and that wasn't, they, they were kind of like, this is what we want to do. And this is the budget that we've got. Like, how do you think this fits best with, you know, with what you put out there? And that's amazing that we're able to sort of mold it into like, I think some Instagram stories. And then I, you know, I, I felt really, I was really wanted to do a blog post for this. <laughs> I really felt it had blog post potential in it. So yeah, the, the fact that we're able to kind of take that and then like mold that. And it feels very collaborative in that way. So it's taken years to get to this point and it definitely wasn't like this four years ago, five years ago, absolutely not. It was
0: much more, you're part of a big, bigger campaign. This is exactly what you're saying. Feels brandy. Also sometimes, I don't know if you found like you'll get to the briefing section and you'll realize you'll just get a vibe and be like, I can tell this is going to be too tricky. There's like yeah. multiple agencies involved. The brand are very nervous about working with content creators. They have no trust and they want to control every element. And sometimes I'll say, Do you know, this isn't right. Like, yeah. don't work with content creators if you haven't got, and maybe they've been burned in the past, but I was like, I'm professional. Yeah. I- look at the other work that I've delivered. So you either trust me or, or let's not do this. Or it feels like too much of
1: a template. Like you would be doing something or putting up an Instagram that you'd be like, I wouldn't pose like that. Or I wouldn't talk like that. Or I I don't wear that type of lipstick anymore. Like, and that's when you, you have to like know when to say no. I think another important thing to mention is like, who else is working on the campaign is huge. This is like a, a huge thing for us. Who else is working on the campaign? Because ultimately we want to be part of diverse, inclusive campaigns as best can we can. We,
0: can we mention how recently, like we always try to find out who else is working on a campaign. And sometimes it's really tricky. Like yeah. I've been told recently by a brand, like due to GDPR, I, we can't tell you who else we're working with. And I find that really stressful that you don't know. And I guess it's the same as like, if you were turn up as a model on a, and, and do a an ad for a magazine, you don't know the four other models that are gonna be there it's hard sometimes we're so used to having control sometimes we want a control over everything and sometimes we're just told do you want no you're not allowed to know that information and that's quite tricky but um yeah I totally agree can we talk about also like turning work down because sometimes it's like really clear cut sometimes you just know yeah like this isn't right for me and sometimes you're like oh my god yes but I don't know about you do you ever find that sometimes you get offered jobs and you're like oh this isn't this isn't an easy yes or no. And I feel like I have an example here. Okay. Let's say Heinz come to me with a job for salad cream. Okay. Can you see in my notes it says Lily salad <laughs> I salad cream what example? Lily
1: salad cream example. What?
0: <laughs> okay. Heinz come to me tomorrow and they're like, Lily, we would love to work with you on a salad creams. Great budget. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I love, love salad cream. cream. I love salad I love cream. Salad but then I'm like, my first this is what my first thought would be. Shit, I never talk about salad cream. Like I love it. It's in my fridge all the time, but I don't talk about the fact that I love it. So first, here's my first issue. My audience will be like, since we didn't you know, love salad like salad cream, cream yet. They yeah. won't believe me. Even though I genuinely love it, they won't believe me. Two, I know that the brand are gonna want this product in Of course they're gonna want the product in the imagery, in the content, because that's what they're promoting. Like, how can I make salad cream look good <laughs> in an Instagram photo? That's never gonna look good. It's not gonna be likable. People are gonna be like, cringe, Lily's holding salad cream. That one of those jobs you're like why would I say no to something I genuinely love but you just know it's like oh this, is, this isn't gonna be a good job but this is where I feel like we're more likely to get on the phone
1: with each other and be like can we make this work and I'll be like okay well this is how you could pose with salad cream oh like, I would a-
0: struggle to turn down a yeah. job that I love but yeah. I'd be like. It's never going to be a great job, is it?
1: I really think you know. I really think you, this is why it's so important to have as much information as you can whilst you're making the decisions of like, is this a job that we want to work on or not? You need the information because you need to be able to, you need to be able to form that gut feeling, that gut feeling of like, is this going to be a good one or a bad, one? you know? Like, yeah. is it? That's, you know, some something is some bad.
0: I find taking like static photos to Instagram the hardest, like posing. Do you know what I mean? When you've got like something to put in the photo. Some people make it look so easy. <laughs> I'm going to Google see if anyone's ever done a salad cream <laughs> job.
1: <laughs> Whilst Lily is Googling about salad cream influencing, um, we just have a random section at the end with some questions that sort of didn't really fit in elsewhere, but were very like highly engaged with or liked and you guys wanted answered. So Kate asked, this might be super nosy, but Anna, when you and Mark teamed up, I remember you once saying that you wouldn't have done it if it wasn't financially viable. But I was wondering how that worked out as you would have lost his salary. Is it just that you're able to make twice as much content because you're not doing the work Mark does now? Oh, juicy question. This is such a juicy question. And it's a question that comes up all the time. And I, I totally get it because you're just like, oh my God, like you're losing someone's salary. <laughs> like, and also a stable income. Like how does that work out I think for us we did it for a year without even talking about it online to give us a year to see if it would even work and obviously to see the financials of that I mean the financials just worked out so well for us like I was able to well, we were both able to generate far more income that year and I think it's not necessarily oh I'm able to make twice as much content number one I'm no longer paying for freelancers so I'm no longer paying for freelance photographers I mean I didn't really use videographers but occasionally um they'd help me with like a tricky edit and like these guys have a lot of talent they're paid well <laughs> like we pay our photographers and like people who are help out with that kind of thing well it's, it wasn't cheap it was by far my biggest outgoing um was like paying my freelance photographer Um, so obviously I didn't have that coming out of the company so I think that partly made up a huge chunk of what would have been Mark's salary and then also just the fact that we're able before say if I did a job and it required pictures for a blog post or pictures for an Instagram I was working with a photographer so obviously she was busy she had other clients she didn't just work with me so if we wanted to do something I'd be like sure yeah I've got her booked in in two weeks time so I'd say that my turnaround for jobs can be far more efficient now. And I think that meant that brands just, hopefully, fingers crossed, enjoy working with Mark and I because we can be quite efficient with our turnaround. And, you know, I'm no no longer having to wait for someone else's
0: schedule to, like, book them in. Do you think you've been offered more jobs since working with Mark? Like, do you think the quality's improved and therefore more people are wanting to work with you?
1: I, I think so, yes. I think that's, like, that's part of it. Yeah, it's... You never know. You never know like why people are coming back for more. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that's partly the case. So mm. we were thankfully in that year able to earn back Mark's salary and far more. And it just it just made a lot of sense for us. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers
0: your question.
1: Not super nosy Good. at all. There you go. <laughs> there
0: you have it. Stephanie asked, do you think press trips and elaborate launches are now over? Or do you think they will have... A resurgence. A resurgence? Yeah. Post-COVID. Ooh. I find this really hard because I had grey before COVID. So all of this sort of stuff stopped for me anyway. Yeah. So I can't imagine... I I worried about that. How would I go on press trips? And now I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be invited (laughs) on a press trip again anyway. So I kind of stopped doing all that before. I do think Zoom events will will, will stay around for a bit because they're just so convenient. I part of me says yes to this question in terms of like do I think
1: that like the real fancy like over the top going to tropical island stuff, part of me says yes. Do you really think? I think brands will be desperate to get that sort of coverage again. Yeah then part of me, that's the thing, I'm a bit like, I want to say I think there will be more of like a charitable aspect of Things. I hope so. I I think there might be a bit more of like a okay, cool. Let's think of the bigger picture here. Like, what can we do that feels like a good fit? So maybe there's a more like giving back kind of aspect to things. I wonder because it just feels a bit outrageous in a time They're of so like a outrageous. global, you know, yeah, yeah. global financial like in, insecurity across the world like is that the time to be like oh my god <laughs> I'm going first class to like a super fancy Maldivesy type thing like I I don't know I really it's don't so know.
0: tricky because they're so outrageous and over the top and I get as a viewer you must be like what the hell why did you need to go to Maldives to show me a new mascara but then I also guess I'm, I used to work at PR and it's so hard to like get coverage of stuff like yeah. if you just send someone a lipstick like they're probably not going to talk about it because they just like got sent 500 other lipsticks that day do you know what i mean so, so often prs will have to do something a bit like wacky for someone to then get their phone out and go oh i'm going to take a photo of that and i'm going to share it to be shareable they're constantly having to think of these new ideas so i do feel for prs that they have to always be creative and thinking like how can we get people to talk about this new jelly lipstick and they're like oh my god we need to go to a jelly farm in the Maldives and like they have to find that link we always say the Maldives can you tell how desperate me and Lily are to go to the Maldives I'm never gonna go it's like three planes can't go with kids um yeah uh I think I don't know I I don't think the press trips are over if I'm honest but I think PR events have been over for a while like I think a few years ago people realized actually spending a whole day in town going from event to event to event there wasn't much in it for us. Yeah. When we could just be sent the product to try at home and, and share that with our audience, that's much more helpful for everyone than us going to an event and eating cupcakes. It didn't add to anything, you know?
1: I think there's also the question of brand budgets. Yeah.
0: I mean, you literally
1: got- Spend them on something else. You've, you've got Becca closing down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you've, you've, yeah, it, exactly. It really does depend on like budgets. Like there's been huge- um, restructurings in certain like companies and things like that so yeah. I do wonder in terms of budget like maybe there won't be the budget like freeing so
0: like flowing so freely as it I previously so. was. I don't, I don't think they're necessary. I think we've proven that because I haven't been to events and press trips for years and I don't think they're necessary. You sort of you
1: don't want people losing their jobs just so a group of people no. are taken
0: on a super fancy trip you know what I mean like that
1: feels a I bit I mean like, I hope Ooh. that
0: it's not it's not the se- they they separate budgets out and move them around but but yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chloe asked a question
1: and this was again, one that was, came up all the time. Does anyone actually make much money from affiliate links? I see accounts of all sizes using them, but I can't imagine just swiping up and buying something just like that. If I do swipe up, I never buy it immediately. I save the item for later, which I'm
0: guessing doesn't result in commission or does it?
1: Affiliate links confuse me.
0: Oh, they stress me out too, Chloe. They really stress (laughs) me out. Like I'm constantly talking to Anna about affiliate links. Part, Part of me hates it. You know how I was saying earlier, I never want the pressure to be on the audience to buy. That's the part of affiliate that I hate. I hate yeah. that it's like, if someone buys something, you make money. Obviously, it doesn't affect the person shopping. No. They don't have to spend more, but I, I kind of hate that. So that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. I've always just used it as a bit of a bonus. Yeah. But there are people, I've spoken to people who like, that's fully their like main income. And I'm like, when I hear how much people can make on affiliates, I'm like, Jesus, I had no idea. Yeah, does anyone it's make money on like that for links, The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, people but then they're constantly having to get people to shop i don't yeah. know i don't think i could it could ever be my main thing because it doesn't sit fully right with me even though it doesn't affect how much people spend um the the question you asked about like do they make i think first of all i think a lot of people do swipe up and buy swipe up and buy straight away some people who follow like shopping accounts do i'm not going to lie i've i've definitely swiped up on something and bought it straight away <laughs> like definitely has
1: jessica sky like put up a dress and i've been like yep
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, and then there's, there's all these like confusing analytics things behind the scenes. I think if you swipe up on stories, it only lasts like 10 minutes. And then if you do it on like a YouTube link, it lasts, it has like cookies. I don't know. <laughs>
1: this oh. is, this is the thing. And I think Lily's right. We both use it more as a supplementary thing. It is not our like main source of income here. It's a supplementary thing that we... So if you're going to link it
0: anyway, you might as well. Yeah, exactly. If there's
1: if it's, if it's a jumper that I like and literally, if you, this is the funny thing is you put stuff up and then people are like, when is that from excuse me where's that from? Yeah. hello <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: where's that from <laughs> so you're like well i might as well put it up and i yeah. think we use it in that kind of way it's like oh stuff that we would like genuinely use by or we're wearing anyway that feels like completely kind of fair game in a way um but yeah lily's right you basically if you swipe up you're getting a cookie put in your browser and it can range from that cookie being in your browser from like five minutes to 30 days and if you go back and you buy that product within that time frame, um, then the person who, like, posted that link can make... Like, 4%? 4%, 5%. I say on average it's about 10%. um, So there you go. That's just kind of, like, the back end of it. But, yeah, it is quite confusing because apparently it's, like, less on Instagram stories but, like, more from a blog or, like, a YouTube video. So it's quite, like, a confusing back end. But Lily and I only ever use it as a supplementary
0: thing and of things that we like genuinely would buy. I The only thing I do is that, so that every month I change the shop on my blog and I have like 10 items that I recommend. And that took me a long time to feel comfortable doing that. And it's mainly because people are constantly asking for it. Like, please share like some things. And also I feel like it took the pressure of like me having to buy stuff all the time. Yeah. So that took me a long time to feel comfortable recommending things that I didn't necessarily own. Because I remember back in the day, people used to do like hauls, like an ASOS haul affiliate link everything and then send it back and i was like horrified <laughs> i was so like great. oh horrified so, so that's great. about as extreme as i do is like i link 10 things on my blog once a month um but they're always from brands that i was I, gonna I love say brands, it's always from
1: brands that you love and it's things that yeah. you like recommend to friends um nothing outrageous yeah it's it's nothing crazy you're not doing like 000, <laughs> you know, yeah. a thousand pound yeah of shoes or something um, but there you go chloe Hopefully that's answered your question. We're going to end on a cracker here from Carly. Do you have any ads that you have done that you wouldn't agree
0: if they asked you now? I mean, I'm sure there are loads because you've been on the internet for so long. You grow and you change as a person. There's things I probably did two weeks ago that I wouldn't do now. Like I had all skin when I started this. You had a what? I had oily skin
1: when I started this. Do you know you said, yeah, I I had willy skin. I was like, what's willy skin? <laughs> what's willy really skin? So oh smooth. my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i had oily, you know, we've grown. Like we yeah. have wrinkles now.
0: <laughs> like we have lines. <laughs> there are plenty of things I probably wouldn't do now. But in terms of like things that I'm like, ooh. bit cringe like wouldn't do that now like the first thing that came to my mind is like I did job with Klarna which is like a buy now pay later service and at the time I was like that's so cool how cool for like students or like younger people who want to buy and then now I'm like now I I think of so much when I'm I'm about to do a job I'm like no that that's not a good thing to be encouraging people to do to spend money they don't have so there's definitely the odd job that I wouldn't do now yeah
1: yeah even when me and Lily get offered kind of like credit card things were always a bit like oh like there's, there's certain things that were a bit like I mean we wouldn't obviously do any god like a flat tummy tea
0: oh a waist god.
1: trainer some kind gummies. of gummies crap tooth whitening kit like there's a lot of things that we just wouldn't <laughs> like I think like, you guys care gummies
0: what Hair gummy, Hair gummies. Hair
1: gummies. <laughs> Supplements is always a tricky one in general. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things I think you guys probably know us well enough by this
0: point that you'd be like, oh my God, it would be, it, people would think it was April Fool's. I mean, salad cream is probably the most <laughs> I would do
1: do you know what I'm really proud of everyone who's done the latest method job there's a method job around peach blossom, oh, and I'm desperate yeah, to try it I'm like oh my god same. I need to try this because the wild rhubarb is the best we just bought a bump pack like it's amazing so that's the yeah. thing like that that's when it works really well like we've seen our fellow peers do that and we're like oh my god I, I want to buy that now yeah um, I've definitely the same with Lily like we've, we've done this for years absolutely the one that sticks in my mind was my first ever It wasn't my first ever brand deal because I did do some brand deals when I had handpicked, when I was with Handpicked Media, who did my um, display advertising. My gosh, that is back in the day for Britney Spears perfume. Um, I probably wouldn't do that now. Um, But the first one I did on YouTube was for a book. I mean, I love reading book, fine, but it was in a favorites video. And I don't know mm. why, but for me and Lily, favourites videos are now very much like a no-go zone. Like we would never- I don't think since
0: then we ever, ever did sponsored favourites. I think no. it's because the whole point of a favourites is that you're just genuinely just talk about stuff you- I don't know, it felt like you can't just pay to put something in the favourites. It felt wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I think Lily's right. I don't think
1: either of us have ever, ever done a sponsored section in a favourites video ever again. We just, we feel mm. like that's off limits. It's very much just- you know it's our favorites of the month and it feels it feels a bit icky to yeah have an ad in that um it's like oh this also happens to be my favorite oh come on yeah, really <laughs> it's an ad there's <laughs> much there's feels like much better fits for it within content absolutely I think. um but yeah i look forward to um seeing your your hair gummy post next week lily <laughs>
0: I wish, oh my God, if anyone could find a gummy to fix my hair, I'll take (laughs) it. Oh my God, what if we, what if we ever do gummies (laughs) now? No, we won't. No, we won't. Unless we tried one that was unbelievable. And then you wanted to share it. You never say never. Yeah, you, well, well, you can never say never, but I don't think we're ever going to do I'd never do
1: trainings. slim tummy tea. Slim tummy no. tea, gambling, like there's... Gambling. Gambling. No, there's like <laughs> some things that I think you guys would be like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I also
0: said I'd never like have Grey like posing in a bath, holding like Johnson's baby bath in her hand. I think that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> with like with little, oh my God, but she looks so cute in little bubbles on her. She would look so cute, guys. I would get like the best likes, the best engagement. <laughs> like the brands would keep rolling in. Like I understand why. Like mommy, like parent bloggers do it. it I get yeah. it. Each, each to their own. Um, she would love it. She loves posing for a photo. <laughs> she would love it.
1: Yes. She's such a <laughs> little poser. <laughs> Well, on that note, wow. We covered a lot of ground. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate. Also, thank you for supporting us. Like we are literally only able to do this because of you. So thank you. We are super, super grateful. Um, Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And remember to join the At Home With Facebook group to join in the conversation and sending your questions for upcoming episodes
0: i don't have my notes in front of me but i think this is a bit where we say thanks joel yeah we say thank fab <laughs> <"Joel."
1: laughs> we say uh you can find lily at lily pebbles <laughs> you can there find you go cool, and thanks. tune in next thursday for a new episode we will speak to you then
0: woop woop. Bye. see you then <laughs>